This is the Pool Together Community Podcast. Pool Together is the world's number one no-loss prize savings account. You can visit pooltogether.com to deposit. You are listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast. I'm Hot Mike, aka Wasi Wednesday Wannabe with Talus Guy. There's no POAP today, but there is Talus Guy. Welcome, Talus Guy. Wow, that's a lot of a lot of W's. Thank you. Good to be wassy, here. Wasi Wasi Wednesday. Wasi Wasi Wednesday. I just wrote the song for it, and they they we dropped it today, so I'm, I'm it's stuck in my head. It's really an earworm. I was gonna say, did something happen on Wednesday for Wasis today? It's Wasi Wednesday every Wednesday. They celebrate one Wasi. And they get like a like an award and stuff. But I, I made a intro. I'll drop it in the chat. I made like an intro video theme song. And so uh, it's it's stuck in my head. And uh, and now if you listen to this, it'll be stuck in your head. Uh, I'll drop the tweet here so we can get some some interaction here. Uh, but this isn't about Wasis. It's about it's about you, Tal's guy. We're talking about you today. So how's it going? How is life for you? Uh, life is good. Life is real good. I just actually got back from a long weekend. I spent in the Smoky Mountains, kind of disconnected from everything for, I don't know, 20 hours out of the day. Smoky Mountains, huh? So is that like a, that's like the actual name of the mountains, the Smoky Mountains? The the Smokies out in Tennessee. Oh, you're the only 10 I see. See what I oh, gee, thanks. Yeah. You've heard yeah, that. I You've heard it. that. Do the mountains actually smoke or do you go there to smoke or what is, is, isn't smoking bad for you? Smoking is terrible for you. Would not recommend. Uh, I've never actually done it, but I've gotten a lot of people to quit. Uh, okay. they don't actually smoke. They just seem really foggy. Uh, oh. there, there is a section of them on fire right now, like over near Dollywood. Oh, no. We weren't there. Oh no. <laughs> okay, so they so they do you do get foggy. I was gonna say if they're not smoking, do they vape? <laughs> okay, all right. So tell us, guy. Uh, thank you for enduring that. My, but uh, I would love to hear more about you and how how did you? Can you tell me your superhero origin story? How did you get involved in crypto and with pool together? Would love to hear uh, that. This, this is my third junket in crypt in crypto. So I've actually, like, I'm totally ADD. It's amazing that I've stayed with Pool Together as long as I have. It's been, like, I don't know, two years. Um, but this is my third attempt at being in crypto. I got in crypto originally way back when I was in college, so, like, 2010, uh, and just stumbled into the whole Bitcoin thing. Uh, had a wallet, sort of. I don't actually remember. Uh, again, ADD, so memory is not great. But I found like one of those wacky scam sites that basically would use your leftover CPU processing power to farm. And I got some amount of Bitcoins, but that's long gone and like lost to the the nethers. Uh, and then in 2017, I got involved in CryptoKitties a little before all of the genetics was figured out. Um. And I had fun trying to figure some of that out because uh, I'm a bit of a math person. So trying to figure those out before they're actually all cracked, so to speak, was was a fun little dive. Uh, and I do have a wallet that I still have uh, keys for that has, I don't know, like 30 random crypto kitties that are worthless in there. Uh, and then when the pandemic happened, for some reason, I found crypto again um, through Coinbase in their app and pull together was just one of those like random things on like their web browser portion of the app and pull together really appealed to me because of the whole price savings thing. Like it seemed like it could be a financial wellness tool and my job at that time. And now again, uh, is kind of focused on financial wellness and helping people through not only figuring out their retirement, but kind of planning loosely how to retire and save assets. Uh, and I thought pull together could be a really good, like crypto entry way to doing that. Um, yeah, that's how I found pull together. And then how did you get involved? Like you just found it, but then, then you just 
you're you're in it to win it like you are the bedrock of the pull together community let's let's be real i really appreciate that i think that's overstated um but yeah i got involved uh because of the the token launch so when the token launched i basically just approached Layton and said, Hey, is there something I can do to help? I know when tokens launch stuff goes crazy. Uh, and he's like, yeah, sure. Here's the gov forum, help moderate it and, you know, just get involved where I can. So that's what I did. I started helping moderate the governance forum, um, which wasn't terribly difficult because everybody here is really cool. Like there's not a whole bunch of spam on the forum. No one's really trying to like chill anything it's just a lot of good conversation so like i don't know maybe one post a week you'd have to pay attention to and the rest you just need to like look at and be like yeah this person seems sane and normal like everyone else and pull the other great uh somewhere along the way and i met chris crypto uh and we kind of hit it off and tried to start forming the swim teams which was basically a set of working groups to try and develop the protocol. And we did that way too early and pull together. Like, I think that was the April after the token launch. There was still a lot of people not really knowing what to do, uh, not really knowing how to get involved, not really having any clear idea of, of how they can get involved or what skill sets were needed. And at that point in time, we were still young enough that people thought they needed to have like I do X thing and I'm going to build Y with it. We're really like pull together is like, are you passionate about the project? Let's talk about what you think we can do with it. And let's just integrate you that way. And eventually it kind of evolved from there and we fell out of swim teams and now we're falling back into working groups again, uh, which is good to see. Like we were on the right path, just the wrong time. Um, and along the way, you know, we made kind of the, the grants committee and, and different little, I don't know, like sort of like subgroups where people just kind of like think tank themselves together and then stuff happens. Just kind of the way DAOs are, you get these little think tanks and like, bam, there's, you know, pool streaks or stuff like that. So what's your strategy with pool streaks? Because I can't buy myself a bucket. I can't win. Oh, I you, don't have you, a strategy. My, my strategy with pool streaks is effectively try and always never have a streak. Yeah, there should be there should be like an award for shooting the moon, like actually not getting any of them right, right? Exactly. Like, I, it's not that I don't want to get any right, but I always want like the really weird thing to be the thing that happens. Like, oh, this thing's worth three points this week. I want that one to happen just because that would be really cool. I'm totally with you. And for those that don't know what pool streaks are, it's it's a quiz show for those who hold the pool token. And it's run by Daboom, who's Dabam. And it's just like basically it's re it's related to each of the drawings and like they're just tricky questions on on like like what wallet address, like the grand prize winner, how many will there be? And somebody who wins a, the grand prize, will they have how many letter B's in their wallet address? Stuff like that. And so the goal, the goal of pool streaks is to have a streak, is to get more than one right. And whoever has the longest streak by the end of each epic is the winner. And then you can multiply your winnings by holding POAPs, which by the way, there's no POAP for this call, okay, for this podcast. But that's, that's pool streaks in a nutshell. And I suck at it. I suck at it. We're just, you know, team, team zero. Zero streak. The big goose All right. egg. That's right. Season three, goose egg. Or season four. What are we on? Season four. Season four, goose egg. Four. And then also we do we do trivia. We do pool together trivia, which is another fun thing. Also run by Daboom. And that one I think you did pr fairly well at. I think you're pretty, pretty top notch. But I think your strategy was to just pick the answers that everybody answered first. Like you went with the majority every time, right? Was that your strategy? Uh, that was the strategy when we got into the second section, which talked about like history and stuff. Like the first section, there's all science and math. Like I pretty much knew, I don't know, 90% of those. Uh, the 
geography history portion, which was, I think the second section, I'm terrible at that stuff. I would not be able to point at any country on the globe and be like, yeah, I know that's anywhere. Like other than the United States, like I could not point out Germany. I am just geographically terrible. And history is not something that ever sticks in my mind. So I just voted with whatever the top vote was. Uh, and the pull together history, I was just slower than tuna. Yeah. Because tuna came in first. That's right. And I think the, the round three was history of the round three. I think basically it's like, if you did well at round three, you could, it's okay if you were mediocre in the other two, something like that. But tuna yeah, did. I, I think tuna did pretty well. In the first two rounds, Leighton did not do well, but he came in like sixth or something because he did okay in the pool together round. Yeah, it was tons of fun. Uh, I encourage you, listener, to join the pool together trivia because it's it's a good time. It's really fun, but you got to be quick. You got to be quick and you got to have a strategy going into it. And so we've given you a little alpha for that pool together trivia. Uh, tell us, guy, what do you even do? So what are you doing now at pool together? Like, you're, what, are you, what are you running what are you in charge of? What do you have your your mitts in? Uh, I'm on the grants committee, uh, which is not as active as it used to be uh, in terms of getting grants, but we're getting more quality grants. And they're generally grants that were geared towards community building rather than um, app integration. Uh, other than that, I am just crazy active uh, in the Discord and the Gov forum. I don't really like to put a label on anything else because it's not like formal stuff. I just kind of throw ideas out into the ether because I don't have time to do everything that I want to do. So if someone likes my ideas, they run with them. What's the secret? What's that? What What are Talisky's tips for getting a grant proposal passed? Or what do you like to see in grant proposals? Or how can we get the monies? <laughs> uh, things to, to get your grant proposal seriously considered, uh, be a depositor or already active in the discord. Uh, when you do make your proposal, if you're not already in the community and the proposal is for something community driven, um, call out how you think it would impact the community in a positive way. Like, don't assume that we're going to be able to read between the lines and say, okay, this is what it's going to impact. Come out and, and say specifically, I think that doing these courses in Kenya is going to bring more Kenyans into the pool together discord and expand the community in that geographic region of the world. Okay. So like, you know, so anything community-based. So like if I wanted to do something like a merch drop or something like that, that's probably not going to be a grant because that's not building community. But if I was saying get a mobile limo, like get a limo with a hot tub in it and drive around the country and wrap the limo in pool together, that would be a home run, right? That's that's basically, that should be proposed right now, is what you're saying. Well, only if it's one of those hot tub limos. You got to get the pool involved. That's right. You got to put a pool on it. So do community yeah. stuff, but put a pool on it. I love that. <laughs> I just got I, I to point this out. Like, why is Tiark is, is chatting everybody in general, not in the podcast chat for some reason? I don't understand. Tiark got lost. Anyway. Cherry's lost in the, there you go. <laughs> okay. So Talisca, you're, you're, you, I love ADD people because I am one of those and, uh, we can go any which way we can go over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house and check out all of the NFTs hanging on grandma's walls. So, uh, what are some, what are some things that you're excited about crypto space? What are. Where, where has your ADD taken you over the past where has it six taken months? Me? Uh, yeah. The past, past six months, um, I've been really kind of diving down the rabbit hole, not actual rabbit hole, but uh, rabbit hole into like the refi stuff and getting green pilled. So basically like figuring out how and you can utilize blockchain tech 
to either reforest or carbon capture or just get people to plant trees. Uh, basically, how to, how to use this technology to fix everything the past couple of generations have blown up since, you know, the steam engine happened. So could you encouraging to you? Uh, I, the first time I'm hearing about refi. Yeah, so uh, Clima is like the most, uh, I don't want to say user-friendly because their UI is not great. It's not complicated. It's just, it's crypto-friendly, not human-friendly. Um, they do do carbon capture uh, and they've done a pretty good job at, at do, 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 do. Uh, sorry. Yeah, they, they do carbon capture, um, and they've done a fairly good job at getting that kind of figured out on how to get carbon credits locked in a blockchain token. So once they're in their protocol, they can't really like be released or sold. Uh, there's a couple of NFTs like, uh, capsule vault and Woody's that I've been involved with and following that have planted trees like Woody's planted over a million trees. Uh, Capsule Vault has planted like 17,000 trees and every time one of their NFTs gets uh, sold on secondary, they plant another tree. There's also another NFT project called Nemus, which I can never remember the location that they're focusing on. There's somewhere in South America that they bought like 300 hectares of land and they're effectively funding the protection of that land through selling NFTs. Um, what was, the, yeah, what green, was the name of that one again? Nemus. It's it's Nemus. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Cool. And this is green pilling, but it's also calling refi. It's also being called refi. What is the re reef reforest? Regenerate. It's regenerate. Yeah, regenerate. Um, there <laughs> actually, there, there is a refi DAO, which I'm in their Discord, but I'm never like in their Discord like I am with Bull the other. To get their notifications and read them. So this they're, also, top... they're also a pretty good follow on Twitter. Okay, that's the, the who is a good follow on t Twitter? Refi DAO. Refi DAO. Great, perfect. In the chat. Cool, cool, cool. And, and, and listen, you want to be in the chat when we're doing these things, because that's where it's happening. Like we've got a lot of commentary that's happening. There's the, the you get the raw unedited podcast and then if in the discord, but then if you listen to it, it's, it's polished and clean and, and, uh, very fancy. So you want the raw unedited if you're in the discord, but tell us guy, um, I, I've, when I was at East Denver. Andrew Yang was on stage and he's got this Dow thing about like trying to do stuff with um, with politics. And his main point was that Web3 and crypto for it to be legitimized, it needs to show how it can change the world for the better, like the positiveness of it. And this green pilling, I think, is like very much one way to do that. Um, and it's got me thinking about, oh, yeah, like, how do we change the world with crypto that's not just line go up, you know, bags go into the moon? But, like, how do we actually make this pl this world a better place in all aspects, in all facets? So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I, I, I'm going to follow it up, but I want to hear you respond to that. And I have one more piece about that. Go for it. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's 100%. It, somewhere on the Nemus Twitter, which I was trying to find while you were saying that, they mentioned how they literally stopped tree poachers from uh, knocking down like 30 acres of theirs just because of everyone be in the community being able to fund them effectively through their sale of NFTs. Um, also, Jared put an amazing... Um, YouTube video. I think it's also a podcast uh, for green pilling um, with Kevin Owaki. He basically like literally wrote the book on it called Green Pill. It's it's a pleasant read, um, but his podcasts are also really good when it comes to this. I love it. We're gonna have we're gonna have uh, a very robust description for this podcast with all these links. So uh, the the follow up 
to that is um, there's an article in The Atlantic called entitled Why the Past 10 Years of American Life Have Been Uniquely Stupid. And it's written by uh, Professor Jonathan Haidt, who uh, is a professor at NYU. He's amazing. Yes. Also a yes. good podcaster. Yes. Uh, the Righteous Mind is a rock star book. Very good. But this this article, actually, I, I you know, it's a definitely a good read. But quick summary or, or just the one point I want to pull out of this article is that um, technology, though it has the ability to advance humankind, has generally been used to destroy it. So so even with crypto and, and Web3, when we talk about all this stuff and we talk about green pilling, it's like the potential is, yes, it's so huge. It's there. But but the probability that we will use it to destroy ourselves is quite high, like very high. So I don't know how we balance this. How do we balance the the power of the tool with humanity's tendency to go off the rails? Uh, that's incredibly difficult. And uh, I, I did post something in the chat uh, from Layton, which kind of sort of loosely talks about this in that we as crypto natives, given that we're so early, really need to start writing the book in terms of how we're going to everything. We are driving this and we need to drive it in such a way that we don't make this technology destroy everything. Uh, and there's definitely a vein of that in crypto, given, you know, the whole degen nature and the yield farming and everyone's just trying to get rich quick. But we I guess royal we need to, you know, change that culture into something that's that's more productive and built for the better. Yeah, the latent tweet is like huge. You drop that in there, we'll put that that in there too. But it's it's that it's that small possibility of harnessing the vast potential and doing something that promotes equality, that promotes I mean, this is the other thing, is like everybody wants crypto to be deflationary like everybody wants uh they they want to be early and by being early any but our our children if you have children and our children's children are are screwed like you create this like feudal state uh if yeah. you're truly early and you've tr truly pumped your bags and it, it's it's really this i mean th and this is like a logical fallacy it's like this the same thing with like chronological snobbery so it's like thinking that we are so much more advanced than medieval times. No, like we have all this technology and it's just created new problems for humans. It's created like new, yeah, sure, we've gotten better in some areas, but in other areas, we, we've still got a long way to go. Uh, maybe it's like the baby steps forward, like there have been baby steps forward or something, but it's generally not. Like we're, we're on the verge of nuclear, I'm, I'm taking this to the darkest timeline, but it feels like we are on the darkest timeline. You know, we're on the verge of... We're, we're definitely on the strangest timeline. Yes. Okay, strangest. I'll go with that one. Great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All like, right. Like, there's a lot of good so things happening. The there's a lot of just confusing things happening. Uh, I don't, I don't yeah. know if it's the darkest timeline. No, no big okay. red buttons have been pushed yet. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but this is about you and not about my fears and my, my, uh, insecurities, but, uh, Talis guy, what, what, are, what encourages you about pool together? What do you see about the protocol that you're excited about, that you're, that you're pumped about, that you want to, that keeps you here, that keeps you going every day in the pool together discord? Uh, everybody here, uh, the, the community is just amazing in so much that everybody has good ideas. Nobody has any time. We all just kind of throw them out there and someone picks it up that has the time to make it happen. Like, you know, Andy brought up the little delegation aspect on the community call last Friday on where he thinks the delegation's gonna go. I picked up because I had time to summarize that when I got home from my vacation to say, here's what I think it is, let's document it somewhere. And because it's documented somewhere, someone else is going to find it. And when they have time to build it, I'm sure it'll get built because it's a fantastic idea. And that's, Wait, that's what is just that? how what, What's we that work. idea? I missed that idea. What is that idea? Uh, where did I put it? I think I put it in the feedback section. It's in a thread. 
So effectively for the delegator UI, it just needs an overhaul. So like right now it's just an MVP. You can delegate to like a wallet, an address and send some funds over. Um, what Andy was talking about and what I tried to summarize is basically instead of just having one person delegate to another person, let's make it so it's easy for a protocol or a project to delegate. So if you have an NFT project that has, you know, 5 million USDC that they could put into pull together, let's make it so they can put that in and then they can drop a CSV file or a subgraph query that'll pull out all of their users that have their NFTs and they can assign either have it being evenly distributed. So everyone gets a portion, an equal portion of that $5 million delegated to them that hold the NFT. Or they do something where we have using the RNG that we use to pull the tickets, we also RNG who gets delegated. They could say, well, I want 10 addresses a week for the next month. They get delegated, you know, why can't I do math right now? $500,000 a week to each of those 10 people. Um, or you could even go further and, and I thought it would be interesting if there would be a way to have like a weighted way of doing it. So if someone holds more than one NFT, they have a, a greater chance of being selected out of that random draw of the CSV file or subquery, or if they've held the NFT for a long period of time, they have a greater chance of being drawn for the delegation. So if they do, they're delegating, you know, $500,000 to 10 people, you really want someone that believes in your project that's held the NFT longer to have a better chance of getting that delegation because that guarantees them basically, you know, at least one win a day, if, if not significantly more. And then yeah. just having the UI be easy to use that way. You can just drop the CSV file of the addresses in there or just give it the query that you would use from, from the subgraph. This is your podcast house guy, but I want to keep talking about that. Is that okay? Can we just like keep nerding out to the multi-delegation tool? Uh, no, I hate that idea. This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so so I'm a pro, like this is the thing is like we want to see communities be able to re reward community members and pull together having our sick community, very sweet, tons of love, sneak hugs. We wow. want to empower those communities to take their stables and reward their community members. And I'm trying to think like, even as I'm approaching these NFT projects and, and trying to muster up some like, some like explain what it all is and everything. I mean, the operational complexity of it is, is fairly difficult. For example, like if you have the Wasis, there's 2,600 wallets that hold Wasis. And so how can you, what's, I, I want kind of like a delegator optimization calculator where you put your stables in and then you put your like total number of the community and then, and then you put like, like, like hit calculate and it optimizes like, Hey, well, you've only got 50 K in stables. So it's probably going to be better if you reward three people over the next month with that $50,000. Oh, or if you got 5 million, Hey, you can reward every, you can delegate to every wearable or NFT holder and they're going to win X amount or something like that. Just something where you put in your stables, you put in how many people you're thinking about and it pumps out like optimally, this is what you want to do. I would love what technology if you spin to it around. When, what if you spin it around instead of saying I have, you know, 2,600 people that are holders and I want X number to win. What if you have, I have 2,600 that are holders. I want at least one winner a week. And I want that win to be a thousand dollar prize, whatever the top prize is. How many delegations can I have so that statistically is likely to happen? Yes. I like that. I'm going to transcribe this and I will co copy and paste the text into the delegator UI and expansion. I think that's huge. I think that's like really, um, uh, I, it, but then it needs to be easy to be able to delegate, which is like, I think a CSV upload similar to what Gnosis Safe uses when you do multiple transactions. I think that's probably like a really, really sweet option. Yeah, I think that's probably the easiest way to go about it. Whatever we do, it has to be um, easy enough that I could explain it to 
I don't know, my 16 year old cousin and you would be able to just do it. What about, uh, this, this, this grayed out under, we're talking about like tools.pulltogether.com and there's this like, uh, promotional rewards coming soon. Do you know about this? Where are you? Hold on. So to, tools.pulltogether.com. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is a way, this is coming soon that you can reward, you can basically airdrop stuff to pull together depositors. Yes. Um, which I think this you know is also more than about. I knew about this. No, I don't, I don't have any else on this. I just have ideas, um, similar to what Leighton was talking about, about like fractionalizing an NFT and then distributing those tokens over time to people so they could effectively like have part ownership of some really cool NFT. Okay. I think, yeah, I think it would also be cool if there is some sort of way that you could get like DeFi protocols involved with this. Um, so like if we partner with, I don't know, Trader Joe on Avalanche or something, they would be able to distribute their tokens to pull together depositors on Avalanche that have used that DEX. Oh, that's available. Not just like, like, like a, yeah, it wouldn't just be like a regular airdrop. It'd be like a pinpointed airdrop where, you know, like pull together and Trader Joe would come out and say, okay, we're pull together is going to drop five pool tokens. Trader Joe is going to drop five. I remember what tokens called. We'll just call them yeah, Joe's. Joe's, yeah. <laughs> or or you could do any, or like interacted with a smart contract or did, you know, you could do any sort of, but yes, I, I don't, I would think you would drop a contract address and like try to, I just did this with the Wasis. Like just, I just tried to figure out, I had to manually do this. I did how many pool together depositors hold Wasis. So I had to go through everybody, all the wallets. I did CSV exports on Ethereum, Polygon and Avalanche in one column. And then I did the WASI contract holders, which had, which apparently that's really hard to do. You can't just get a CSV of NFT holders, uh, under yeah. the sea wrote, wrote me a little API magic and got me those wallet addresses. And then I did like an Excel formula and boom, there's 16, there's 15 WASI holders who are also pulled together depositors, but it took, it took a while. Yeah. That's it took cool. way more time than it should have. And now you that's can, right. you know, Come up with your own custom Wasi floaty and then just airdrop that floaty to them. That's what I'm talking about. And I just saw there's a beach towel idea floating, floating around. I would love that. Just walking around during the summer in New York City with a beach towel around my around my neck, pulled together purple. Oh, we're going to make that happen. Ooh, we're going to make that happen. Ooh. So uh, tell us, Scott, what's your Discord strategy? Because I've got a thousand Discords and I also have ADD and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about it. Uh, so I audit my discord like every month and be like, well, I haven't been here in a while and I don't know what's going on and I don't appear to be interested anymore. So I'll leave that server. Uh, but in terms of organization, I try and group them into folders, uh, which tends to be a little more organized. And then I just close the folder if I haven't been in it in a while. Wait, you can close a folder or is it hiding a folder? What are you doing? No, it just like collapses. So then you have like a bunch of little. Oh, yeah. 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 Got things it. In it. Yeah. I just collapse it and just ignore yeah. it. Do you, do you do the whole whitelist or the allow list hunting? The, uh, you know, you try to get in on projects and try to get in on NFTs and cause that is oppressive. Like that is a weight on my shoulders to try no. to all the things that I'm like, I'm losing out. I'm missing stuff. Oh my gosh. You don't do that. No, I, so I'll follow like the, I don't know, the, the allow list contests on a couple of different discords. So like the Wanderers, the Woodies, and Capsule Vault, they all have different people involved in different veins of NFTs. Uh, and I'll just look through those lists and say, do any of these interest me? And generally the answer is no, none of these seem that interesting. Uh, but I did. You know, like that's how I found Nemus and I was able to get on their allow list for Nemus, gotten there early, which they haven't done anything, but I'm, I'm not really in Nemus to make a huge gain. I'm in it to help support the forest. Uh, and then through Wanderers, I got onto an Arbitrum thing called Battlefly, which I don't know nearly enough about it to talk about it at any length, but it did Wait, get me to again? start 
Battlefly? No, no, no. Before that, you said through something, you got to Arbitrum. Oh, through through Wanderers, and this allowed us for this Battlefly thing. They're on Arbitrum, so they started using Arbitrum that way. Because there was no other reason for me to go to Arbitrum. The, uh, it's the same thing with like Avalanche. If pull together wasn't there, I wouldn't be on Avalanche. Uh, the cool thing about Arbitrum is that uh, I think most of the NFT projects interact with each other through like Castle DAO. Well, so you can like act, you can use your NFTs on Arbitrum in Castle DAO. But I need to check this out. Uh, this looks very cool. This is like its own game, right? Yeah, it's its own like mini game thing. Where you basically get this like butterfly that generates for two months and the butterfly gets these different mech type things that get stacked on it for different stats. And then you send them into an arena to basically earn more magic tokens, which I haven't really explored what magic tokens do yet, but I could get more of them. Uh, And then at the end of that arena thing, which I think takes a month, you start all over again and you can mint new butterflies again. It just kind of hurts my heart. To know that something so beautiful as butterflies would fight each other. Uh, I mean, they kind of do in real life sometimes. Oh, they do? Nature's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. No, nature's really crazy. Now I'm just looking up butterfly uh, wrestling moves um, and posting the GIFs in the the Discord. So so this is play to earn. Hold on. Hold on. You say GIF? Uh, I forget. Shoot. GIF is the old school way to say it. And now the new school way to say it is GIF. And I have outed myself. I've been trying to say it the GIF way, but I'm old school with the GIF, like the GeoCities, you know, you have the GIFs. Yeah. Oh, I remember GeoCities. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever fart? Uh, I just got boomer alerted. Did I ever fart? Fart. F-A-R-K. No. What is that? So FARC is like a, uh, a, a random news website. It's, it's like super random. I think that's originally how I stumbled into Bitcoin way back in the, my college days. Cause I, I found all sorts of wacky things through FARC. Like I found Zooniverse, Free Rice, um, like a, a math thing called Mersenne Prime. I don't even remember, but it, it, it was like, this whole little section of my college life where I was like going through and finding different community styled projects where you could just either contribute through doing really monotonous tasks to distract myself from studying uh, or install a program that you don't fully understand on your computer because you're just a dumb kid and it uses your CPU in the background when you're not using it to do things. Right. My there's there's one called like Slacknet or something. There's like some sort of news site that I remember my buddy was into, who is way more nerdy than I was, and like doing like the the IRC or whatever, even what Kermit chat or something. I don't know stuff like that. I wasn't there. I wasn't there, but I did say GIF. We were talking about butterflies. Back to oh, the question I had for you was, play to earn. Is it ever like sustainable? All these play to earn projects are just diving generally like you have this pump and it's like oh yeah make money passive income ah and then like you know three months later inflation we're screwed i think inflation is just going to be the story of crypto so i don't think play to earn's ever going to be sustainable that's that's some really big words coming like big wow that's a hot take that's a hot take I mean, you know, take this as it may from a guy who was in and out of crypto three times at this point. And like inflation is just the like going to be the steady thing for crypto because anyone can just make tokens and random things can happen. I mean, it's just like watching the NFT craze. Like there's no reason some of the NFTs should moon. Like they don't have that much of a community build. They there's really nothing going on with them. Yet they get pumped. Where's daily the dose of the internet? Are you the I daily dose them? of the internet guy? Is that you? I don't know what that is. Am I? That's exactly the what the daily dose of the internet guy would say. 
I, I wish I was that well known for something, but no, I don't think so. Maybe I do it in my it, sleep. Isn't Ethereum deflationary? Yeah, so the network is deflationary, but I, I don't think as a whole um, crypto will be deflationary. I think that's incredibly difficult to do just due to the fact that new tokens continue, can continue to be made. Okay, like so individu hold the individual tokens can certainly be deflationary, but the space as a whole, I think, is inflationary. Got it. Like nature is inflationary. It's nature will always take up empty space. It will always expand. So the same thing with crypto. It's just going to, you're going to have yeah. infinite tokens. You're going to have infinite NFTs. Yeah, like it's, it's, uh, it's like set theory, which for math nerds, they'll totally understand what I said just there. And other people will just be like, I have no freaking clue. But effectively, like Ethereum is its own set, its own space. And it has its own rules that apply. And then that set is part of a larger set, which can continue growing. And that would be like, you know, the, the set of all real numbers where it's infinite and continuously expanding. You can't have an infinite set, right? Oh, you can. You can have an infinite set of infinite sets. But doesn't that by it in by its very nature mean it's so an infinite a set of infinite sets? But so but a set of infinite there's sets there's different is sizes infinite. of infinity too. Like just just wrap your head around that. There's different sizes of infinity. How so? Well, I don't remember the math behind that. I just remember that being a, <laughs> a fact. <laughs> oh, okay. I had a good question that I got to get back to in my mind because we were talking about the infinite sets. Uh, what were we talking about before that? Play to earn. We're talking about yeah, deflation. In and inflation and deflation. Okay. All right. I <laughs> You just broke my brain with that. <laughs> Uh, oh, that was it. Hot takes. Okay, that was a spicy take. You said you said that uh, crypto is inflationary, and so it's it's always going to like play to earn will not succeed in the ways that you think it will because of the inflationary measure or nature of of the space. So, what other hot takes do you have? What are what are what? some things that this is an interview job interview question? What are some things that you believe that most people disagree with? <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's a hard question. Things that I believe that other people disagree with. Uh, I think doomsday preppers, uh, have the right idea. They just take it to the, to an extreme that doesn't make any sense. Or, or do you want crypto specific ones? No, I love that. That, that was actually really good. And now I want to follow that up with, I said that a doomsday prepper would think that we're on the darkest timeline, correct? Oh, 100%. But you, yeah. you corrected me, you corrected me and said, no, we're not, we're on the strangest timeline. But then you just said that you are a more, you, you think they have the right idea. Those doomsday preppers, they just probably buy too many hazmat suits. Yeah. Like I, like we're definitely on a more than not doomed trajectory, but I, I don't, I don't think that it needs to be taken to the extent where you need to be buying a property on 20 acres in the middle of nowhere and milking your own goats to make your own cheese. Like there's just a lot of effort. It's, it's not that hard to just be like, I can buy my own cheese or just not have cheese. What other, what other hot takes do you have? Keep going. Uh, NFTs. Like music NFTs are going to be short-term hot. So like the next like two or three years, they'll probably explode and then they'll stop being as popular. It'll just be like the MP3 wave. Someone will figure out how to LimeWare NFTs effectively or some, some nonsense like that. And then they'll stop being as popular. It just seems to be how the music industry operates. Can you hear Got the lawnmower? My neighbor's yard. No, I can't. The CRISPR plugin is working well. Uh, but but I, I tend to agree with you. I actually am frustrated that music NFTs are just trying to redo the album and artist and single. Yes. Media. Like there's it's no like innovation. There. 
yeah like i want to have i want to have the nft of the free bird guitar solo from by leonard skinnerd or i want to have like you know like a, a sec like a, a certain part of a live performance or you know i want to have something that i can then iterate on or those kind of things yes. or hear what yeah, that that kind of like what other things can we do with music nfts like than w what we have so I, far i think the live performance thing would be absolutely phenomenal like if there is a way to capture a specific set of a live performance like my favorite band Oigo Boigo, they did their last concert i think it was in 1991 so like i was not old enough to go or anywhere close and it was in october and they had one song that they played water and it's my favorite song that they did and it's not on any album I would give an arm to have an NFT of that concert of that song. It's not on YouTube. Well, it is, but like it's it's yeah. Not no, I know what you're saying. Like, I don't. Yeah, no, I, no. Yeah. So I want to I want to have an NFT of me being at a live performance at some show, and when I go woo, I want to have that. I want to have that clip of me going woo at whatever at Bieber at Justin Bieber comp concert or something you know that would be sick i think we should all question why you're at a justin bieber concert oh just the beebs new stuff <laughs> only oh i mean it's it's like u2 level music justin bieber that's my hot he's take getting, he's definitely getting there in terms of like fandom yeah like i think he's his fans are yeah. otherworldly yeah Okay, more hot takes. This is fun. Well, let's let's do uh, let's do one one more hot take. Two, if you want to give us a bonus hot one. One more hot take. Um, I think people need to grow more of their own food. Explain. The amount of people that don't know what vegetables and stuff are actually supposed to look like. So they're requiring like you know a red pepper to look like this pristine picture of a red pepper. Without actually being like, okay, some of them can be lumpy and it's still edible. Like, it's just crazy that people need these, like, picture book forms of a fruit or a vegetable just to be like, yeah, I can eat that. Like, yeah, pumpkins, is... they're never, like, perfectly round or anything like that. They're lumpy, yeah. weird-shaped things. It's like it's like the the curated timeline, like the Instagram timeline, the highlight reel but IRL and in produce, right? So like, oh, yes. we, all, we, we only know the Cavendish banana. That's all we know. Right. And then when you eat a banana runt, you're like, this doesn't taste like a banana. And little do you know, that's the old banana before it went extinct. And, and like when I'm eating apples or other, you know, mass produced food, it's starting to get, they do this with flavor too. Junk food, the whole point of junk food is it's got to be interesting enough to eat, but not too interesting so that you know that you're eating it. It's got to be like bland and it's got it's got this like bland factor that you must maintain. So it's not even the look of it, but it's also like the flavor of it as well. Yeah, like it's, it has to thread that delicate line. Like I've always found it really interesting to find something super new in the grocery store and try it like um i'm originally from western new york so like we had wegmans and they always had crazy things in the grocery store and one of the things i found oh god a decade ago uh was this thing called prometheus springs and it was a capsaicin water it was amazing i don't even know what that is like capsaicin water what are you talking about so it's it's basically water that's infused with thing that makes hot peppers hot. It's actual spicy water, which is what I call seltzer. I call seltzer spicy water, but that's not it's it's hot pepper it's literally water. Literally spicy water. Yeah. Like what? there'd be one that was like brown like it was a like black pepper lemon. So it'd be black pepper, lemonade basically, with capsaicin oil mixed in, so it was hot when you were drinking it. It was so good. Does Wegman, Wegmans is in Brooklyn now, so I can go there. It's a very uh, brown store. It's like Earth Tony. It's like the yes. whole the whole paint job is like it's all it's like a a darker cheesecake factory, which is basically yellow. And they haven't anyway. 
Do, do you think they would have this now? Or you're saying they used to have it and they don't anymore because no one bought it because it was too spicy? They used to have it. I don't think it exists anymore. I guess I could make my own. Just put some put some stuff, some hot, some pepper and some hot sauce and capsaicin oil. Yeah, I don't you think don't it's made to... anymore. Okay. That's unfortunate. Well, we got to wrap this Yeah. We got to wrap this up, Talos guy. But, uh, and I've totally, this is my favorite interview so far because we've been able, I've just, this has been fun to just roam through the gardens of our minds together and talk about things as it pops up and embrace the ADD. But I want to know for, for this, your podcast episode, do you have anything that you wanted to talk to talk about that we have not discussed up until this point? Anything that you want to shill? Any, any bags that you want to pump? I'm not that type of person. I don't have any bags to pump. Buy more pool. Buy more pool. That's right. Where should, the, where should you buy pool? What's your favorite place to buy to hoard pool? What's your favorite exchange? Or, that we, or, or is it, we're not financial advice here, so we shouldn't probably say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not financial advice. Do your own research. All that jazz. Um, I don't really have one. Uh, I, I use sushi a lot because it's sushi. It's everywhere. I don't know. That's true. Okay. All right. Great. Well, uh, this has been uh, a a treat for me, and I think for the pull together community, Talos guy, that you would give us that you would trust us with your hot takes, that you would uh, bring the care and concern that you have for our planet and for humanity into this interview, into this podcast. I'm excited to write this description with all the links that you've given us as far as uh, all these NFTs and different things that you're interested in. Thank you so much for joining us, Taos Guy, and keep fighting the good fight. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Hot Mike. This, this has been fun. You've, well, well I got to do the ending thing here. Yeah, let me say, uh, thanks for listening to the Pull Together podcast. I'm Hot Mike, and I'm dropping that mic like it's hot. Okay, cool. There you go. And you can insert the thud at the very end. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast. You can visit pooltogether.com to deposit. And we'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. So visit the Pool Together Discord and let us know.